The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. I'm so excited to be in part three of the three-part series with Nicholas David Gann. He has written the book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, Discovering the Spiritual Map of Your Life with Numerology. This has been a powerful, powerful series. And the support tools, the PDFs of the charts that we're discussing, are on the resource page at the Simran-Singh.com website. That's S-I-M-R-A-N-S-I-N-G-H.com website. Just go underneath the talk radio section and you will see the support tools page. You can access all of the charts that we've gone through. And in this three-part series, we have the archive of January 30th that is going into the generalization of the book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, along with my own personal chart. The episode from last week, April 10th, goes into the chartings of my two children to show the relationship between parent and child and how that soul contract decoded looks and what what their gifts and talents are. And this week, we are discussing the relationship that would be a spousal marital partnership type relationship and what that looks like uh, between two soul contracts. A soul contract reading will tell you who you are and what your soul purpose is. The procedure is based on an amazingly accurate system of numerology with its roots in antiquity. Names are converted into the sounds of 22 phonetic Hebrew letters, which are then converted into numbers within a diagram of the Star of David. This procedure will show you the karmic patterns you face, the talents you possess to overcome them, the goals you are designed to achieve, and most importantly, your soul's underlying mission. When you see your entire life in context, and for the first time will be able to navigate a clear path toward a future of self-fulfillment. Welcome back, Nicholas David. It is a pleasure to have you here, and it has been two very powerful shows, and I'm certain that this one will be equally so as we move into relationship, because I think that's one of the most challenging aspects for so many people at this time. Thank you for having me back again, Simran. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to be able to work with you on these three shows. Now, your work can be accessed at centerforconsciousascension.net. And before we get dive into these charts, I want to uh, have people understand what happens if they are looking to have a soul contract reading. They can go to centerforconsciousascension.net and book a reading with you. Talk about a little bit about that process what's involved and and what they receive back just so that they understand if this is a path that they want to take to help them understand their own soul blueprint. Yeah, well, the, the first portal call, um, if 
if you're interested in understanding more about yourself with this work is actually in the book Your Soul Contract Decoder, which is on Amazon, and um, there's a there's a um, a link in the back which takes you to the portal in the book. Um, and the simple way to get to that is YourSongContractDecoder.com. And there's a when you register on the portal, you can actually get up to ten free charts from the software available on the portal. So that's, that's a good place to start if you generate your charts there and you uh, read the book and learn a lot about yourself. But if you want to go a bit deeper, again, uh, we have personalized readings of birth charts and relationships, uh, including children and understanding your children, friends, family, and most importantly, your partner and previous partners. So that's that's all on um, the main website. Just click on Soul Contract Reading and then on Personal, you'll find out all about that. Wonderful. So we are diving into uh, the relationship, my own soul contract decoded, and the relationship that was with my husband, now my ex-husband, to understand kind of how that works and, and the dynamics that occurred between us and how these souls created this scenario for the purposes of our own growth and expansion. Yes? Yes, the... So souls create these situations of coming together uh, and then separation to work through specific types of um, patterns. Um, usually it's about coming to power, especially for a woman. Um, and it's about getting specific transmissions they need in order to come online and, you know, in their lives um, through their conscious personality expressions here. So there are no accidents that these happen. Uh, separations usually well, a lot of people are uh, affected by the consensus reality programming is that when you get married it's, you've got to hold it together forever and it's you've got to stay the way you are and just make it work no matter what but often it's um, in a situation like this looking at your chart Simran you've got these 10 ones and physical karma and soul destiny and this is all about you standing in your power and in your integrity so I'd say this is this whole marriage has been an issue of learning to step into your power. Is that actually the case? Very much so. I think that uh, it took me a very long time uh, because culturally uh, trying to stick within the arranged marriage, trying to, to follow the traditions, it took me a long time to actually desire to leave or have the courage to leave. And that became very empowering once I finally made that choice. Yes, because the 10 one is what I call, um, I call it the divorce or separation number. It doesn't mean it's always going to happen though, but it often turns up where one partner has that and they need to, which is you in this case, need to claim back your power. And, and Gunjit or the other partner in these situations is going to do their very best to keep you in the marriage, uh, unconsciously create more disempowerment so as a negative context, you can in the end claim your power. So how did that actually play out, if I can ask? It, it was a situation that was more of the power struggle. And I think it was, it was uh, oftentimes what many women do in terms of putting all their energy and effort and support behind the partner so that they fulfill all of their dreams. But when it came to... To, to my dreams, there was a cap on how much I could have or how much I could do because that was, 
not quite allowed to full extent. Yeah, and so there will be a limitation placed by the other partner, and they're not doing that consciously. All right. So can you say a bit more about Gunji's positioning in the, in the marriage, then I can talk about how that works from his chart, the viewpoint of his chart, and we can connect listeners to this. Well, I think one of the interesting points is we, we had, in our case, an arranged marriage, and so he stepped into this model of marriage not, I don't think, fully on board because it wasn't his natural leaning, but it was done more so to be an example to, to younger brothers and to follow, again, the tradition. And he seemed to be an individual that did not want to be bound or did not want to be confined. He wanted to be free. Yes, there's a, a 17-8 in his physical karmic position, and that's all about the oppression and suppression of his emotional expression in the world um, as a child, probably by the family and the parents. Does that, does that actually happen? I do believe that there was uh, oppression. There was the the uh, the strong force to have a certain career, to live a certain life, to attain certain things, and I think that that can be oppressive if it's uh, if it's not the the desire of the individual. Yeah, and there's also uh, an imposition of a certain belief system of how life should be. Is that was that correct as well? Yes, yes. In terms of a hierarchy of who stands above who within. The relationship, there was definitely that sort of uh, experience as well. Yeah, that's the 22 in spiritual goals where that, a particular belief system is imposed and, it's, and it becomes rigidly embedded and, and, and Gunji's job was to break free of that belief system. So I would say the example you have set here in terms of claiming your power has, has shown, that, shown him that, okay, this actually doesn't work. <laughs> This hasn't worked. Um, in this, how long were you married for? Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Yeah, showing that this, this actually doesn't work. So, has he opened and adapted to what's happened, or where is he as a result of this? I of think separation. The, I think the irony is, I don't know that he really wanted to be in the marriage, but yet now that I've left, I think that there is some anger, there is some grief, uh, there is some remorse and resentment. Yeah, that's natural um, even in soul or you know, human arranged marriages. Um, there's always that thing because at a, at a soul level there was a very powerful contract that was written between the two souls before you came in. And so that powerful bond is what drew you together that brought you together no matter what was going to happen this was meant to this was meant to happen it wasn't an accident um, so that you could go through the whole empowerment process in your case with the ten ones and physical karma and soul destiny and for him about breaking through the oppression by saying okay well I am divorced to his family and I, I need to work through the grief and realizing that the old belief systems don't actually work. So he's got 11 twos in both physical talents and physical goals, and that's all about, as we saw for Sajin, about having a certain type of structure in life of how things should be, and now that entire structure has been has basically been dismantled, and it's, it's in chaos, I would say, at the moment. 
um, and he's having to find a new structure. So where would you say he is on that in terms of finding a new structure and sort of being in chaos in his life? I would say probably still finding his way. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I want to, to bring up just as an inquiry is in the last segment last week, you discussed how my emotional balance gets off balance when my son Sajans is because I thought you said it was because of 11 twos. And that was the same type of experience that I would often have with my ex-husband. So are they similar in that area? Are they both the same numbers in the same area? And is that what causes me to get off balance at times? Yes. Well, here's a 20 and a two in spiritual goals. You have an 11 and a two. So the two is about being moving up and down emotionally a lot. Um, from being very ecstatic about things to maybe being depressed. So you basically are aggravating each other in that. So that's why you go out of balance in the same way with Sajin. So the key to managing that is actually to to disconnect for a little bit and give have, allow each other a bit of space. And then when you're both more stable, then come back together. Otherwise, it, it basically creates a, an ever-increasing imbalance. And so you both will go on an emotional roller coaster. So it's hard to see, well, what's really true, what's really happening here, because the emotions are very are very extreme sometimes. When you first opened the show, you talked about a, a lot of divorce or separation happening because it's, it's a way that women empower themselves. Is that across the board? And what is the primary purpose then for this to happen in men's lives? Are they also in empowerment, or is there a different sort of experience that male uh, chosen souls are having? Well, often, well, I haven't been through a divorce about six years ago myself. O- often a divorce for, for if a man's been in a relationship where, in this case, it was an arranged marriage or the souls pull you together very tightly, and even in non-arranged marriages, it can be, men tend to get into a very much a rut, a certain way of doing things because um, the, the, the woman is the emotional manager and leader in the relationship so divorce is a big shock for a man because often men don't realize it's happening it just sort of almost comes out of the blue because they weren't present with what of the signs that were there that things weren't working um was that the case in this situation or how 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 was that for for gunjit i i think there was more of a sense of it wasn't really working, but let me convince myself that this is. Let me wear the mask of something that works, even though uh, there's really not the the depth of of connection and affection that a typical relationship would exhibit. Yeah. So men will often try and do that very thing, make it work, because they're programmed that you know I'm meant to marriage is meant to work no matter what, but actually. If a man's not so emotionally present, which Gunjit has an eight in physical karma, just so he hadn't wasn't so grounded initially in his life, but also because he had a lot of trauma from childhood, from the oppression. What can happen then is that when there's a breakup, that's a big shock to a man's system, and that can actually be a wake-up call for him. It can be a massive gift, so that he can realise actually that didn't work. I spent 18 years doing this, it didn't work. And a man could feel like he's failed because men are we're sort of programmed that we need to make it work, be the breadwinner and all that sort of stuff, make a family work. So this could be the wake-up call for him. It's a wake-up call for most men. Um, and they can choose either to go into into the darkness of depression and loss and grief, which they, we all do for a while. But then the choice then is to grow from that, to connect with the deeper feelings 
Um, and it can often get a man very grounded because he has to deal with the deep grief in his soul for what's happened. And he may completely transform. I completely transformed. Probably getting divorced was the best thing that ha- ever happened for me because I, I broke through a huge amount of my own frozenness and depression and actually claimed my life back for the first time emotionally. And if a man can claim that gift and be very conscious of what's happened for his woman um, and his part in creating that, because it takes two to create these situations, then he can move to a different phase of life. And for Gunjit, it's an opportunity to move to to a higher state of being, a new structure with his 11 twos and to be more emotionally present um, for the rest of his life. My guest today is Nicholas David Yan. He has written the book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, Discovering the Spiritual Map of Your Life with Numerology. We are doing a three-part series that allows you to discover how these charts work and how they really do impact your understanding of the soul and its blueprint. If a soul has decided prior to incarnation that it wishes to re-experience itself as part of all that is, that is coming back into its power, it will initially program a life of disempowerment into the soul contract. This is where it manifests people and situations around it that create the experience of feeling like a victim. The purpose of this is not for the ego personality expression of the soul, which is the brand new construct in each lifetime, to stay in the place of being a victim. It is actually the opportunity for it to decide not to participate in this victim conscious reality anymore. It can then move towards a place of empowerment of itself and others as part of the soul's mission here on earth. This is from the book, Your Soul Contract Decoded. You can find out more about Nicholas David at centerforconsciousascension.net. And you can find the book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, on Amazon. We'll be right back with Nicholas David. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You 
are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at simron-singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. I'd like to invite you to also go to the 1111mag.com website and access the 1111 magazine that is freely gifted to humanity. It is a magazine that I create to celebrate people in the world that are doing amazing work, sharing amazing gifts and knowledge. And in that current issue, you will find an article on Nicholas David and his work on Soul Contract, in addition to links directly to his website. So feel free to discover even more, along with many other individuals that have been featured from around the world. Within the primary karmic challenges you face in your life, like the gifts you are to bring in the world, you probably did not want to hear that, but most people turn away from that hard stuff that they manifest in their life through unconscious behavior such as numbing out, addictions, and general avoidance of these challenges. This is caused by all the fear generated in the ego when it comes to facing them. For your life to happen, these karmic challenges, which have been sabotaging your life, need to be accessed at a deep level. This is from Nicholas David Gann's book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, Discovering the Spiritual Map of Your Life with Numerology. You can find out more about him at centerforconsciousascension.net. That's centerforconsciousascension.net. Welcome back, Nicholas David. Let's dive a little deeper into the charts and the relationship between myself my own soul contract, and that of my ex-husband. Yeah, thanks for having us back again, Simran. That was a really good first segment. It was fabulous. All right, so where would you like to go now with this? When we have people that we are in relationship in, with in this way and we, we come to those bumps of, of real intensity Uh, Is there a way with this type of soul contract to discover a different response to perhaps take that would support the self and also the other soul? I think the first thing um, for conscious partners, spiritually conscious partners, or at least one spiritually conscious partner in a relationship is to first understand yourself, uh, what's in your own soul contract, what you're creating in your life, and and then to understand your partner, where they're coming from, whether they are of similar level of consciousness or they're less conscious, because we're sort of hardwired with the soul contract. And then understanding and flowing with your own energy, the way you want to go, and understanding how your partner flows, then we can find a pathway in terms of the way the energies interact that's going to work for both or give it the best shot if you can, depending on um, how serious the situation is and all the challenge in a, in a relationship is. Because we create these relationships in the first place till we can maximize our growth because we have, um, I call it the furnace of a relationship because it shows us a lot of things often which we don't want to look at, all right? And it challenges us, it challenges us through the, the icing on the cake uh, effect or the overlay of the, our partner's energy on us and vice versa so we both can grow. So if, if both partners know what's going on and or at least one knows and, can, and the other's open to hearing it, then we can see, okay, we have more compassion for our partner because that's just the way they're built. 
And then understanding the way they're built and what's driving them, we can then make a decision if we both, both partners are prepared to own the issues of their contract. Okay, how do we find a middle way that's actually going to allow us both to continue to develop and grow from this relationship? And as we said in the first segment, relationships aren't always forever. Even marriages and families aren't always forever, which is a tough thing to say, but they're there for a certain amount of time for all souls, including their children, to, to learn from. And if it's meant to be a parting, there's meant to be a parting. Or there may be we reach a crisis from the interaction of all of the, the energies in the family, especially the, between the two parents or just two partners, even if there aren't children, where we either have to move to a higher state of consciousness and break through a lot of the challenge we face or we can't be together anymore in the same way. So it's either renegotiation or a separation often. So the subcontract allows that work, allows us to understand what the deepest driving forces are behind um, the flow of energy in a relationship. Now, I know that during the course of, of our marriage, one thing that I kept doing was I kept trying so hard to save this marriage. I did absolutely everything possible. So was there, was there a possibility of rising to a certain level of consciousness that would have actually saved that marriage? And I asked that question for individuals who are thinking, but I, I'm, I'm having conflict in my relationship. There must be some way that I can maintain this relationship and not go the, the path of divorce if that seems to be the direction that things are going. It all depends on the level of consciousness. Usually um, in a relationship, the woman is more conscious, especially probably the audience that are listening to this now, and then their partner is less conscious. So they're not aware of what they're actually doing in their life as much. So if there is a... On a given day, we rise up and down on a scale of consciousness. All right. If there's a crossover on that scale of consciousness, I think we might have talked about it in the first um, the first interview, where we talked about a scale of consciousness from David Hawkins, who was an enlightened master, who wrote a book called Power Versus Force. Yes. Um, on that scale of consciousness, if there's a crossover between the two partners, then there's a place to negotiate. There's a place to meet where we can, where the higher consciousness, usually of the woman, can raise the consciousness of the man. If he's prepared to grow... Um, in my marriage, I was the less conscious one, and I was struggling to keep up. But actually, and because there was a difference in consciousness, that actually led to the separation. Plus, there were some quite severe clashes in karma um, in that situation. So, you've got to see, is there a crossover point? Many, many um, woman clients say to me, look, I've got all my woman friends who are very conscious, very spiritual that are awake and growing, and I spend a lot of time with them. And I've got my husband who I dearly love, or my, my boyfriend, but he's not so conscious. He's not so much into this work. Um, you know, and I, I want to stay with him, but actually he's not really feeding me. And so uh, many women make the mistake of feeling that because they're on the path of growth, they can keep that partner the way they – and they keep their relationship the way it is. But if you move away from being a – with no crossover in consciousness, that's when you have a problem. That's when uh, there's no soul connection. And for someone, a spiritually conscious woman, she must have a deep soul connection with her man for the relationship to grow. And if he's not growing with her, then then you do have a problem. And no matter what she does to try and save the marriage or the relationship, it's not going to work unless the man's going to open and grow because she cannot sacrifice her energies by limiting her growth for a man to keep up. So it's all about 
her being bringing her man along with her at a pace he can handle. Probably not as fast as she can go, but I have women clients who do that, and then these men will wake up and they grow, and they create a completely new relationship because the man realizes that she's bringing her, him along with her, and they they change and open and magic happens. So it's either that possibility can occur with negotiation and consciousness of what's going on, or it's going to break apart because the, the soul glue and, and the frequency compatibility is no longer there and there's nothing you can do about that if it happens, unfortunately. It's not something you can fix at an emotional level. It's a fundamental difference in frequency. And are there some souls that are just not going to grow? Are, they, are there some that really, in their blueprint, uh, it is not in their contract to inquire within. They are meant to be the ones that are so focused externally uh, for perhaps the age of their soul or for any other reason. Yes, some people, um, even the invitation, even though the invitation is there, they may not even recognize there's an invitation there to grow. They may just need to stay at a at a at a lesser level of consciousness. It's not a worse level of consciousness. It's not a judgment. It's just where they need to be. And if that's happening and you're growing as a woman, then often there's nothing you can do about that. Um, it's just a choice someone's made. Um, they may be too traumatized, too wounded. They may be too asleep in consciousness. So they may need to stay in that place, and that's the perfect place for them. But it's it's a real challenge, and it's, it's very difficult if you're the, the conscious partner in a relationship. Because you may decide, okay, I can't do this anymore. And that's always a hard decision to make. And it's a very personal decision as well. Um, and each situation is unique um, when we're dealing with this sort of stuff. So I know that human beings are naturally addictive beings. And I know in the course of our relationship, uh, that was one of the things that I was battling with. I could see uh, the patterns that were starting to happen was uh, his his... Uh, patterns that were more the addictive patterns, uh, and I talk about it in my own book, Conversations with the Universe, that I looked at that as a mirror to say, you know, where is my addiction if I'm seeing this addiction? Uh, And I discovered that I was the workaholic, but as I delved deeper into that pattern, I realized that we were just bouncing off of each other. His was a means of escape. Mine was a desire for time with someone that that supposedly loved me, but because I didn't have the time, I filled it up with the work, and that created the workaholism. Does that type of addiction show up in the soul contracts? Yes. the um, In your chart and physical goals, you've got double threes, and that's all about when you were younger, not feeling worthy to be loved. I think that was the case, wasn't it, from our first interview? Yes. Yeah. So what happens there is that um, the ego will then create lots of work. It'll fill the day with work to numb out the feeling of not being loved enough. And there's also a six six in your spiritual karma, which is about a sense of at times being disconnected from the soul's creativity, like being in the void. Does that Did that used to happen when you were younger? Definitely. Yeah, yeah there was so, a disconnection from my creative side for a long time. Yeah. So that feeling of being in the void is very disturbing to the ego. So that will fill it fill it with another with addictions. Often it can be chemical, smoking, drugs, alcohol. It can it can um, bring addictions like chemical addictions and like that. So Gunjit has a a uh, a six six in spiritual talents. So that that goes across to your spiritual talent twenty two four up to your karmic sixes. So basically, what he was doing he was pulling the addictive patterns out of you. 
through that karmic lock. That's why they were coming up all the time. And so that you could look at that feeling of being in the void. So you could, he was helping you reconnect to your creativity. So would you say your creativity's got a lot better since you've been, since the 18 years you've been with him? Most definitely. I would have to say that he has been my greatest teacher and inspiration in the sense that I broke down enough through this relationship that there was nothing else to do but break through and into everything that was missing from my life. Yeah. So he was reconnecting you to creativity. And so that's why all of the, the, the addictive stuff actually came up. But in his chart, he has a six in soul destiny, which is about doing something very specific here on earth with his creativity. But initially, he's going to feel like the same void feeling, which is, and that's the source of his addictive patterns. All right. So what, what were his patterns specifically? Uh, one was he, he could not sit still, be quiet. Uh, there was also uh, eating disorder. There was a bit of a, a um, substance abuse disorder. Yeah, so that was to numb out his sense of there's a void trying to fill. So you, you both had the same sort of pattern really here. And I think for you... The ten ones and physical karma and soul destiny, they're all about a sense of abandonment by the masculine aspect of God. And so that can also create addictive patterns because that's the toughest one of all when we feel that you know, the archetype of God through our parents has abandoned us. Now, what I found was interesting was the numbers and some of the things that you just said are the same uh, things that you mentioned in my children's charts last time, the double threes, the, uh, the, the, the broken heart, that, that whole thing. So are we, are we creating the children or attracting the children that literally do mirror to us the very exact same scenarios that we have so that we may witness? Well, our children, um, when they hit trigger ages, especially the first child, They'll bring up all our unresolved issues which are contained in our contract that we didn't work through when we were that age as a child. Did you find that happened, especially in the early years? Yes, yes. And that is something that I've discovered on my own that, uh, that whenever a child is going through an issue that it is actually uh, just happening to take us back to that very age. Yeah, it can be particularly intense, especially in the first three or four years because um, they're the very formative years for us. So anything unresolved will come up. So our children actually take on the imprint at birth uh, of all our unresolved issues. And then what they're actually doing through their contract is trying to process that stuff, um, especially in the case of Sajin, your, your oldest child. And they all process our issues um, for us. But as we clear them in ourselves, that means it's less for them to actually do but that's the job of our children. They, they're trying to help us become whole again. So they will mirror to us our process our stuff. Um, and that's just part of their path, really. And we do it for our parents as well. So it just keeps going on down the line until we resolve resolve those themes. And often if you look at contracts, soul contracts, um, back through the generations, you'll find similar themes are flowing through both lines of the family until they're resolved. My guest today is Nicholas David Gann. Once you have done 
a sufficient amount of clearing of your karmic patterns, you will reach a place that is called the threshold of soul integration. This is where a sufficiently high enough level of your soul's energy is now transmitting through the limitations of your ego separation programming and your being as a whole. This will then enable you to really start to manifest your true service here on earth. For true manifestation comes from your soul, the part embodied within you from your spirit, the higher dimensional part of you that you are connected to, but that is not embodied. This takes a considerable amount of work, but is well worthwhile and is the true key to living a fulfilled life here on earth. You can find out more about this, and this passage is from Nicholas David's book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, Discovering the Spiritual Map of Your Life with Numerology. You can find out more about Nicholas David at CenterForConsciousAscension.net. And you can also get the book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, on Amazon uh, and find out some of the tools and related uh, charts that you can use as guides once you click the link that's listed in the back of the book. We'll be right back with Nicholas David. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at simron-singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. My guest today is Nicholas David Gann, and we are speaking about his book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, Discovering the Spiritual Map of Your Life with Numerology. This is the third segment, the third show in a three-part series. 
that you can go back and listen to the archives. Uh, they were on January the 30th was the first segment where we went into my basic chart and an understanding of how a chart is read and what that can mean in terms of the soul. The second show was April the 10th archived and that goes into children's charts and how they connect in relationship to the mother and also how they choose their own contracts in relation to both parents. And today we are discussing relationships in terms of partners, spouses, uh, divorce and marriage. So this allows you to see three different aspects of your soul contract decoded so that you can understand how powerful the book Your Soul Contract Decoded is. For some people, their perception of karma is that it is a universal absolute, something that they're stuck with for what seems like an eternity to be lived out over many lifetimes. They feel they must work through it, process it, and heal it. When your soul is out of a physical body, it has no karma and never did. Everything that your soul has ever experienced while embodied in all of its different lifetimes is stored in the Akashic Records on the higher dimensions. This is from the book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, and you can find out more about Nicholas David at centerforconsciousascension.net. I'd like to add that when you get your book, there is a link that you can uh, access that will allow you some additional resources and tools to help you understand how to do your own charting. Or you can also, uh, if you'd like to go deeper, book a soul contract reading with Nicholas David. Welcome back, Nicholas. I have a couple of questions And one of the questions has to do with uh, us discussing how children show us uh, who we are so that we go back to those ages. And one thing that I discovered when we were at the very uh, beginning stages uh, between our relationship, my, my ex and myself, of seeing the dissolution start happening, and it was when my child was age three and he developed... Uh, asthma. He actually ended up in the hospital on Mother's Day. So that was a very significant sign for me that he was carrying much of the grief and sadness that I was not allowing myself to feel. And that also this grief and sadness stemmed back from when I was three years old, because that was the age that he was. Do things like that uh, bumps or, or health issues that end up being uh, energies that we take on, do they show up in the soul contract reading, or are those just possibilities that occur because we uh, have the experiences? Um, in Sajin's case, he's got 11 twos and physical goals, spiritual goals and soul destiny, so he basically is like a big sponge, an emotional sponge. He's basically what I call an emotional processing unit for both you and his father. Um, so yeah, he took on your grief literally, more so than the average child, so that, that he was processing it through um, out of pure love at a soul level for you. That's actually what was going on there, because um, asthma is it's, it's grief, it's, it's mother issues, it's it's whatever you weren't able to process or cope with. He he took it all on. And as there's some children that grow out of that asthma by a certain age, and he has done so. So does that mean that he has learned the boundaries of himself enough to be able to release that, or it has finished its processing through him? Um, in his case, with the 11, he's learning to discern what to take on emotionally and what not to take on. So I, uh, I would say he's probably processed it through, as you've probably been processing it through as well since the divorce. So when there's less of the energy to be worked on, then he's going to go and do something else with it, with, with his energies. He won't need to do that anymore. So, yeah, he was just mirroring to you what you weren't able to work with. 
at that time, given the the emotional intensity and the situation you were in. And in terms of the passage that I just read from your book uh, at the opening of this segment, when we're talking about the Akashic Records and all the lifetimes that have been stored within that, how much of the past lifetimes really impact uh, the direction of each soul? Well, the soul, it basically examines all the past lives it's been through and it looks at how well it's worked through specific themes that it's been pursuing over many lifetimes and then it will draw upon those past lives strands of unresolved issues in the Akashic Records and program those strands into the physical karma and spiritual karma to be worked on once more to maybe in a slightly different way but to keep exploring those things and Sajin's case about unworthiness to be loved and disempowerment so we, we have a four primary um, well yeah, we usually have four primary feeds of energy coming into us um, in terms of themes uh, at least and so those those energies can come from past lives from ancestors um, they can come from the family line especially depending on what we're trying to work on now why do souls choose each other you know there's there's a lot written about how we come in as families of souls and we keep reincarnating as different members and and show up in those ways to play out these these different plays that we have but why do certain souls decide to be the the deepest connection which is that partner or that spouse or that marital connection to really work out that that richest deepest oftentimes most painful uh, experiences well it comes because there's a, there's, a, there's a deep love and connection between the two souls, although it's a bit, it can be a bit hard to see that when we're in the middle of a, a conf- long-term conflict in a marriage or a divorce. But they actually, one soul, I mean, the soul of your husband said, okay, I will volunteer to work with you so you can learn about coming into your power. You can have the visceral experience of being very deeply disempowered in this arranged marriage and through the limitations of, of the culture of the Indian culture, um, and all the other all the other good things the souls programmed in, and I'll play this role for you until you come into your power. And when and when that when you fully come into your power, then I can let that go. Then I've done my job. And so, his soul, your, your husband's soul, he volunteered to do this because you asked him to. Even though that can be hard to hear sometimes, um, at a human level, when it, when it can be very very challenging these situations. Um, because this is the primary thing you came for, Simran, to come full in your power, into your power to become who you are today, um, which is what's happened. So I want to I back up because you said something really, really powerful. And that is when we step in more and more to the truth of who we are, that is actually what releases the other soul from the contract and also allows them to then more fully step into the truth of who they are. Yes, once once the you've got all of the lessons that you had both agreed to carry out in this marriage, then you'll notice that their behaviour changes. Um, the, the charge drops. And that can take many years after a divorce, but the charge will drop and then they will move from the externalisation of their energy to more an internal process of, of getting on with their life and integrating what they've learnt from this, because there's always an equal exchange of energy in this case. I mean, think for your ex-husband, Gurjit, his, his lessons were to 
break free of the oppression of and structure of his culture of how things should be and so ultimately I'd say he's here to find his own structure and expand his belief systems and and learn to trust in the flow of life that's what's in the contract here to to be and become grounded and present and to claim his life back okay because part of him may feel that being I won't say forced but being encouraged to come into the situation um, was oppressive and so now he's breaking free so it serves him equally as well as it serves you you know it really is if we allow ourselves to not be in the personality and the identity especially uh, you know, people looking from the outside or, or even the couple that is on the inside, if we allow ourselves to really look at the scenario from a raised point of view, it truly is a magnificent dance and a beautiful play that is filled with the divine comedy and the divine tragedy and, and all of the elements of a true drama uh, that, that we would engage in to to have entertainment. It's almost that it is sacred spiritual entertainment that we're engaging in when we come to earth we we we, we always create something very powerful and intense because it gets our attention um, it wasn't wasn't a strong and we wouldn't pay attention and we wouldn't get the lesson of it but actually we usually have one major thing that in life that we work through when we spend most of us spend our time breaking through trying to first understand what our challenges are we know something is stopping us breaking through them and we have relationships which can create very challenging the most challenging situations for us but if we can consciously claim the gifts let go of being the victim see that actually where our vast multi-dimensional mass is having a human experience in a very unique way we can then reach that point of soul integration which you mentioned in the in the passage earlier from my book and when we reach that passage of soul integration we start to move on to the path of bliss where we've had all these hard-earned lessons very much in our face at times especially if it involves family and children and partners and past partners but when we reach that point of soul integration then we are we've dissolved enough of our ego from honing it against the the challenge, emotional challenge challenging relationships especially and then that allows the higher consciousness part of us to flow through and to manifest a quite a different sort of life and would you say your life's been radically changed now now that you've claimed your power back and things are opening in quite a different way than you could have ever imagined in the past radically changed i think I, i'm i'm doing things and creating things that i never would have dreamed of and and that was going to be my next question that with the soul contract decoded you use the Star of David, and there are different arenas that are addressed. So as we move into the higher uh, dimensions of our own soul contract, do we actually ripple out and affect each and every area of our life to equal measure? Your different seven aspects of the contract, uh, we work through progressively through our life. and They're not worked through evenly because we work on the physical stuff first, then the spiritual and if we work through all of the karma, talents, and goals in both physical and spiritual, then we can fully manifest our soul destiny, which is a product of them all. So what happens is that the karma becomes is transmuted into the positive gifts we're here to deliver. In your case, empowerment, focused creativity, similar to the goal, which is to be a master teacher, communicator, with the threes and physical goals, and then the 11, 2, and spiritual goals, which for you is to give people lots of structure and support through all the media um, 
forms of media communication you use. So basically, our relationships are like the furnace of change to reach that point of soul integration. And if we realize that and claim the gifts and stop projecting and blaming the other for what's going on, because we in the end created it all, then we can, it's the fastest way to grow um, the intensity of relationships. Uh, and the more consciously we do it, the quicker we'll grow. Because that male-female dynamic which draws us together is the is the raw fuel, the raw, the core connection, connecting polarized relationship energy, which is draws us together. And then from that, we can burn through so much more of our ego stuff than if we actually try to do it all by ourselves. And so it can bring us completely online if we do it consciously and if we can stay above it and be objective of what's actually going on and realize how each part of our, each part of our aspects are being our self aspects are being, actually being worked on and then we can actually actualize our purpose here through this through this process and we have just about a minute minute and a half left and i wanted to ask one quick question do we attract that partner whether it's male or female to us and have this deep interaction with them because in reality, we're really just trying to balance out that aspect of us, either the male aspect or the female aspect of ourselves. We, um, we form what are called karmic monads. We form in it with the karmic matrix I talked about. It actually forms the cords that connect us together. And we have very specific ones which will link um, two of us, which actually literally when, they, when we meet someone and, they, and they, these cords attach, these, monad, these karmic cords attach, actually literally pull us together. So it's not just male, female. It's, there's a whole range of programs in terms of the overlay effect in the soul contract, which actually joins us together. And then we do the dance of karma and we play the whole thing out. And it's unique for each relationship, the way that works. But yes, there's a very definite male-female polarity, which is the beginning of the whole thing. This has been an amazing series, Nicholas David. I want to thank you for your work in the world, for the profound depth that you've allowed me to take this on the radio and for really just creating this amazing book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, Discovering the Spiritual Map of Your Life with Numerology. Again, you can find out more about Nicholas David at centerforconsciousascension.net. That's centerforconsciousascension.net. That link is below in addition to the article in the current issue of 1111 magazine. Hidden within your blue birth name is a blueprint for life, a spiritual map of the destiny the universe intends for you. Allow yourself to decode this blueprint by converting the sounds of your name into numbers and then interpreting that result. By means of a soul contract reading, you can empower yourself to overcome your challenges, build on your strengths, manifest your dreams, and access your true life's purpose, your soul purpose. Again, the book is Your Soul Contract Decoded, and the author is Nicholas David Gann. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. In love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.